Kevin Marcus Miller, Setbacks to Comebacks podcast. This episode is sponsored by allapproach.com. Welcome to Setbacks to Comebacks. Through my career, I'm always a guy that always try to like hold everything in. Regardless of what the problems was going through, if it was personal, if it had, if it had something to do relate to the military or my counterparts that left and right, uh, I just held it all in. And there was a time where I couldn't hold it in anymore and I just like broke down and I was a drill instructor. Like I was actually training recruits. Oh, wow. Right? Yeah. So just fast forward six years later, me being in the Marine Corps, my biggest setback was a lot of the yelling and screaming at the recruit. Like it would physically hurt you. You're not sleeping. You're not eating you don't get to see your family as much that put a toll on on you to the point where like you're just like losing yourself meet todd tally a retired marine with 15 years of dedicated service a turning point in his military journey an impactful role as a drill instructor but with this responsibility came personal challenges leading to a divorce and financial struggles the challenges weren't just physical todd faced the invisible wounds of ptsd a battle he bravely fought and conquered. As his military chapter closed, Todd embarked on a new mission, transitioning back to civilian life. His journey led him to become a licensed real estate professional coast to coast. Owning a real estate business became his new battlefield, where Todd's dedication and expertise helped 133 families nationwide find their homes. But Todd's mission extended beyond business. He found purpose in supporting youth sports teams and assisting veterans' families during Thanksgiving strengthening the bonds within his community. Post-retirement, Todd applied his military-learned skills to a new front, business development manager at Cascades Cleanup and AMP Restoration, Inc. His commitment to excellence and customer satisfaction remained unwavering. From the military to real estate, from personal battles to community service, this is Todd Talley, and this is his comeback story. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Kevin Marcus Miller. Welcome back to Setbacks to Comebacks. Y'all know what time it is. Come on. So, oh, I got a good episode today. So you guys know I really vibe with my fellow uh, folks that are in the service because as somebody, I almost feel like I served myself because <laughs> I had so many of these cardiac arrests, man. It's like the same thing. So I wanted to bring on a brother that's actually a Marine veteran, a real vet in the game, 14 years, I believe. And we connected just organically on social media. That's why I love Instagram, man. So, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show, Todd Talley. Hey. What's up, brother? <laughs> hey, what's going on, Kevin? Thank, thank you so much, man. Uh, yeah, it's uh, close, close 15 years. Uh, a little bit there we go. 15 years in the military. But, hey, man, I loved every second of it. But I had some hard times, man. Mm. It's not easy. Anybody tell you it's easy? It's not. <laughs> I feel you. I actually pulled up this... Uh, uh photo this post on your instagram man tell me what this is 3d assault amphibian battalion that is third tracks third tracks over in camp Pendleton, california um they always have a saying if you not uh says yeah yeah it's right if mm. you ain't tracks you ain't shit that's what yeah yeah stand for so um <laughs> but <laughs> it was a good unit i actually believe it or not i actually became part of the second battalion mm. as well as uh first battalion so they have one on the east coast and they have one on the west coast oh very cool and i'm a supply guy by trade so i joined supply and um with that i didn't know anything about trackers because it's a different realm you know Mm -hmm. but being part of both of them and being a support of what they was going through it it was it was fun it was good 
Good times. So as a Marine veteran, were you doing combat? Were you uh, doing civilian work? What exactly was your uh, your role? I was um, a supply. So I did go to combat. I went to Iraq. I wow. was able to go to Japan. Um, I was able to go to different countries and stuff and see different things. Um, I didn't actually get into combat while I was shooting weapons and things of that nature. Mm. Uh, but we did a lot of training. We did a lot of met a lot of uh, wow. uh, culture people of where we were at. Mm, okay, so um, you were you were actually in the field. You just got it. That makes sense. So how yeah. how for you? What was the reason? Like I'm always curious. What's the reason that you chose to be a marine versus you know working at Costco or working at Microsoft <laughs> or something? <laughs> was, yeah. Did somebody recruit you, or how did that happen? No, believe it or not, I recruited myself. I walked inside of the the. Uh, the recruiter station. Really? And I was just curious of like what all branches had to offer. But mm. you know me, I'm all for a challenge. I've always been in the sports. I've always been uh athletic and um just the one that wanted to be above and beyond everyone else, right? To be right. better than everybody. So um I walked in there and I just like, hey, I heard the Marines are the badasses. What it what is this about? You know what I'm saying? So uh, <laughs> yeah, I apologize for saying that, but um oh, you're I good. walked in with, with like a chip on my shoulder, like I was better than them, like they couldn't, mm. you know. Um what city was this in, by the way? This was actually in uh Glen Burnie, Maryland. So oh, wow. yeah, okay. yeah, Glen Burnie, Maryland on the east coast, right over yeah. there. Cause I was working um at um not walmart but the other home depot and wow. they literally had it right down the street so i walked down there and just see what it was all about and mm -hmm. next thing you know here i am a, a marine a veteran <laughs> <laughs> okay so i gotta know man so what that first moment you put on that helmet like the first time you was really like oh wait a minute this ain't a game this ain't call of duty <laughs> <laughs> man, was what was like going that. on in your head what was going on man like when you first get on that bus, right? right? When you're going to travel and you have nowhere you're going and you're like just on the bus for an hour and you got your have your head down and everything's so quiet, like you're thinking in your mentality, like, oh man, where am I going? What am I doing? How is this gonna be? What did I set myself up for? Right. Man, and and the time that they just stepped on the bus and said, get off the bus now, it was just like oh, it just my heart was racing. <laughs> I was scared. I was like, Oh man, that's crazy! Yeah. So it's kind of like the, the movies, the sergeants like get out, son, like yeah, that. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> yes. And you just like was uh, scared shitless that you had no idea what you were getting yourself into. Yeah, but you said I signed up for it. Let's do it. Let's see what it's about. And mm. man, it was very tough for sure. That's for sure. Okay, okay, man. So let's walk me through that first big setback, man. Whether it was in the field, whether it was in the warehouse, what. What happened? How did you bounce back? Okay, yeah. So um, through through my career, I was always um, a guy that always try to like hold everything in, right? Mm -hmm. um, regardless of what the problems was going through, if it was personal, if it had if it had something to do relate to the military or my counterparts to left and right, uh, I just held it all in. And mm -hmm. there was a time there was a time where I couldn't hold it in anymore, and I just like broke down. And I was a drill instructor. Like I was actually training recruits. Oh, wow. Right? Yeah. So just fast forward six years later, me being in the Marine Corps, my biggest setback was that um, a lot of the yelling and screaming at the recruit, like it would physically hurt you. You're not sleeping. You're not eating. Um, you don't get to see your family as much. 
Wow. Uh, so that put a toll on on you mm-hmm. to the point where like you're just like losing yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have a say on what the matter is. Um, and I was going through a divorce. I was uh, sleeping outside of my car. I didn't have nowhere to stay beside my car. How did, you you were sleeping outside. Yeah, you got to break that down a little bit. So you were. You were stationed somewhere else. I was stationed at MCRD San Diego. I was a drill instructor, uh, six years in uh, being in the Marine Corps. And I was physical fit. I had it all. Mm. But just when you become a a drill instructor, you're taking on everyone else's problems and yourself. Because now you're controlling 95 recruits. And you got to develop them from a civilian to a Marine. Right? So... You don't have time to yourself. You're not eating, uh, right? You're not okay. sleeping. Um, so it puts a toll on your body physically. Mm. It puts a toll on your mind mentally because now you're away from your family. Mm. And being away from your family for a long time that you're not used to it, obviously it changes the household, right? Mm, okay. I guess a lot of Marines don't talk about that. Yeah. The dynamic really of the house. Yeah, that makes yeah, sense. So now you have your family being home away from you where you're so close, they could be, mm. you can live 15, 20 minutes away, but you don't see them for weeks at a time mm. because you're physically and you're mentally and you're focused on being, uh, training the recruits all the time. I see. So okay, yelling, screaming like that takes a toll on your, on your throat, your voice physically. Mm. Right. Um, always running around getting right. like, you're trying to be tough as a Marine. You might have an injury, but you're, we're like robots. Like we're physically like robots when it comes to the view of a, um, a recruit. I see. So I see. we don't want to show them that we eat. We don't want to show them that we sleep. When we get mm. injured, we have to fake it and try to push through it. And oh, then wow. And that, that gets worse. Like, oh, no. I had, like, I had a knee, knee problem. I had a hip problem. I ended up getting hip surgery as a drill instructor. So I had to actually quit maybe a couple months uh, early because of hip surgery. Wow. Um, but like I said, you're always, always with the recruits, never with your family. So you put a toll on your family. There was some problem there. You're trying to be mentally with the recruits, but you're at home because you got mm-hmm. bills that you got to take care of. Right. You got your family, you got you to take care of. Okay. Um, you have yourself that you need to take care of. And you just, you can't balance all of that at once. Mm-hmm. Like you want to. And, um, it just got really bad to the point where I ended up getting a divorce. Wow. Um, and that just not only got a divorce, but it helped hurt me because I was away from my kids more. Mm. So I wasn't able to see my kids at all completely. Instead of the every week and a half, a week and a half, two weeks where I could see my kids, I wasn't able to see my kids at all because now they left that state and went to a whole different state. So, um, I was getting BH. They took my BH from me, the extra money that they give you. Mm-hmm. So they took my BH, which I had to move out of housing. Mm-hmm. And, and that's how you ended bed. up in the car. They, yeah. So they took away from my housing. So then I had to live in my car because wow. you, you're either living in the barracks with the recruits mm-hmm. or they mm-hmm. tell you to go home and get away from the recruits to kind of get a little break here and there, which is like four hours or eight hours or whatever, really not much. Mm-hmm. Um, but instead of having a place to go, I just had my car. So I literally just went into my car and just left, or I had to go to the gym that was on base to take a shower, Mm. uh, try to grab uh, something to eat from the chow hall. um, And then just come back and just forget all that. 
and get back on the recruits. Like nothing wow. even happened. Like so, it's just wow, mentally wow. Uh, and and physically brought me down. But then with everything on top of that, I couldn't control my finances because I let everything kind of go. Right. And uh, that was the point, like the lowest of the low. I never thought I had to, but I had to file. I had to file for bankruptcy. Wow. Just to be able to clear, get that out of my name. So I have some type of breathing room to focus on me being a Marine. And that's because let's talk about that mentality, because that takes a lot of courage to reset in that way because it's not only is it taking accountability bro but a lot of times we don't reset in things because of shame mm-hmm. you know what i mean we just stay where yeah. we're at and we're fine you know we're fine we don't want people to see us down those kind of things and so how did you have a mindset of hey i'm gonna grow through this i'm gonna be okay um i might not be where i want to be right now but i i can get to where i want to go how did you have that mindset to push through yeah, that's a good question. So um, there was actually a time I wanted to, I told myself I wanted to drive my car into a brick wall. Wow. Like I've said that multiple times, like I didn't know where I was going to go. I didn't know how I was going to get better um, because I was holding myself accountable and I didn't really have anyone else there to hold me accountable with me. Mm. So it was easier for me to like, uh, not call it quits, but take the easy road r- really out. Right. 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 Well, at that time, a few months after I got a, a divorce and I had a file for bankruptcy and all that stuff, I actually found someone. I found another uh, mm. woman that is my wife now today. Mm. And just having conversations and meeting her, I just knew that I wanted to be better for myself, but I wanted to better myself so I could be better for her. Because you can't take care of someone or love someone if you don't take care of yourself and love yourself. Right. So I had to start all over and find a reason. And she was my why Mm -hmm. to be able to pick me back up, to get back together, uh, be the Marine. Because right after all this happened, I'm still a Marine for another additional uh, eight, nine, 10 years. Right. Oh, wow. Um, She was in the Navy. My wife was in the Navy. So I met her uh, while I was a drill instructor. Um, But I was basically had time to breathe, Mm -hmm. had time Mm -hmm. to think because I wasn't on like the the streets, they call it the streets where like, you're always training, you're yelling, screaming, whatever. Right. I was actually doing uh, another, they call it a quota. Mm. So a quota is technically like a nine to five. If you get a chance to rest your body, okay. you get a chance, you still deal with recruits, but you deal it in a different manner mm. where you're not like always demanding them, screaming, okay. yelling and that stuff. That so makes perfect it's a little sense. bit more calm. You treat them more like a civilian ish. They're mm-hmm. not a civilian or they're not a Marine, but you treat them like they are um in a way um and i was the liaison for them to go from medical to balboa hospital whenever they Mm. had an appointment okay so they came to me and my my job at that time was to make sure they went to their appointments everyone all the recruits got to their appointments Mm. and because it was a stressful environment it had to be a stress-free environment because it dealt with medical i see i see and i i know for you know from experience too man like being in high stress environments, you know, getting shot, having cardiac arrest. A lot of times there's a battle that a lot of people don't like to talk about. And I'm curious if you're open to talking about it, man. And I, um, you know, I struggle with PTSD. Right. And so um, I know a lot of Marines do have that and something that people don't quite understand. How are you able to adapt back into civilian life? 
it was hard for the first year that I got out of the military. I felt like I had no purpose, mm. like because all I known was a Marine, 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 my demeanor, my mentality, right. how we spoke, how we talked, how we walked, like mm. everything was specifically a certain way. We had um, discipline, attention to detail. And then as I felt as a civilian, I was like, man, everybody's nasty. <laughs> <laughs> like they're all lazy. They're not put together. They're not organized and stuff. Okay. So I had to tailor myself not only to the mm. new generation, but I had to tailor the way I spoke and everything to the civilian yeah. world. Um, mm. Because if you didn't, it would eat you alive. Right. And yeah. people will judge you too. Yeah, absolutely. They would judge you. Like it was hard to get a job. It would be hard to like anybody trust you because it's like you just have that demeanor that that environment of being a Marine. It's Mm -hmm. easy because everyone's a Marine. They understand it. But when you become a civilian, they don't understand that Lego, that lingo, the Mm -hmm. the verbiage and and you being aggressive or like, let's go that get things done. They're more calm and relaxed. We get it done where we get it done. We're here to work. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So It, it was a big uh, shock for me. And um, it took me about two years. Okay. Right. Because I got out in, uh, I got out of Marine Corps in June of 2021. Nice. So it's been about two years and like two months for me now. Nice. And just recently, I just start establishing and understanding mm-hmm. and connecting and, and uh, being a civilian myself. Love it. Love it. Yeah. I'm about probably two, I want to say five. Yeah. Two months, five, six weeks from being. Um, I won't call it a Marine, but similar, <laughs> similar because, because we, uh, we call ourselves SCA survivors and, um, we're, we're actually, if you, if you look it up, we're the most aggressive, yeah. uh, we're the, mo- we're the most, um, the highest level of PTSD, um, yeah. be- because it's basically the quick, like the, the way I can explain it, bro. It's like. So there's this uh, device in my body called a defibrillator. And yeah. when it goes off, it's the equivalent of if a horse kicked you in the chest. At full oh, speed. wow. So when that happens, it, it, it feels like someone like violated you. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that's happened to me like 13 times in the last three or four years. Oh, wow. And so that that mindset of like your your nervous system is damaged so you can't like relax. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I totally hear you, bro, because it's like, man, I need to chill out. <laughs> I'm trying to chill, man. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I want to chill. So I love that right. you're like, it's like you and I met in this beautiful time in our life when we're both like coming out, you know, chilling out. Yeah, so that's yeah, awesome. Absolutely. Love that. That's yeah. dope. That's cool. So that's let me ask, awesome. can I ask you, um, sure. so if you don't mind, if when that does happen, yeah. is it an easier is it easier to deal with because you already know what it feels like? Oh yeah. You already know oh, that it's yeah. coming. Okay. That's good. So, I'm so, just, so there's what's cool. Now I have a routine actually. So if it happens, right. <clears throat> I, uh, we take what's called a rescue med. So we'll take a rescue med calms your body down. And then, um, um, depending on how, how severe the, they call it a storm, right. Yes. The shocks. If it's one shock, um, and it stops, you don't have to go to the hospital. Mm. if it's two or more you're in real danger so you have to go to the hospital because that means your heart's not it's not correcting itself so my last let's see my last episode was a one and then the one before that i had nine Mm. so that that was where it was like 
okay, what are you really made of? You going back right. down? You going to quit? What's it What's it going to be? And that comeback yeah. was the hardest uh, by far. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that you're here doing what you're doing. Your comeback is amazing as well. So thank you, Bob. Yeah. yeah. But, love, um, everything is still tough, but mm-hmm. we always live here. We have a purpose in life and we have a reason. Right. Whatever our why is, that's you always got to hold on to that to make sure that we continue to push. Yeah, I love that you said that about your wife, man, because the fact that she was in the Navy, she understands. Mm-hmm. She understands she's not judging you. I love that. How yeah. how how has that helped you elevate now in this new chapter where you're now an entrepreneur, almost an influencer, man? You got a million followers out here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. So um I think it helped out a lot because like we are blessed, to be honest. Um, and the reason why I say that is because both of us joining the military to allow us to have a little bit more freedom and what we do now, because my wife, she actually got a master's degree through the Navy for free. Oh, nice. She got her, she got associates, her bachelor, uh, bachelor's and her master's with wow. everything being paid for. And then for me, I ended up getting, uh, it kind of sucks, but I got, it, it's good in the long run because I got the medically uh, retired. So okay. I'm hundred percent disabled through the military. So they paid me a pension for the rest of my life. Wow. However, sometimes I'm just like so much in pain with my knees, my back, my hips and everything. I'm just like, man, take the money back for me not to be in so much pain. Mm. But um, I pushed through it with mm. knowing that our life is um, a little bit better than a lot of other people's that live right. right now. Right. So I always think about that and I don't take anything for granted. But the biggest thing that I can do is try to give back to those that are in positions worse than I am. Mm. So, but my wife and I were be able to bless others and to be able to grow and right. have baby. We have two kids. We have one and one on the way right now. So we awesome. just focus on, yeah, we just focus on that and just continue to teach every day at a time and just uh, think and, and grow with God and mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. our people around us that surround pot of positive energy. Right. And so now, nowadays you guys also give them back. I saw to the, to the youth baseball and uh, sports teams, local kids and everything. And just like my family, we're big in the community as well with working with kids and youth. What is the vision, the bigger vision here outside of business? Is there a um, philanthropic effort that you and your family are putting together or is there a goal? Um, I actually, my goal um, always before Mm. Me and my new wife, and now is to make a better world, right? Trying mm. to be there when someone needs you, regardless if you get anything back from it or not, mm. right? Okay. Um, so I always try to uh, reach out to those or ask questions mm. for those that may not have uh, a, a great lifestyle or or mm. not have. Uh, they're on the streets or like just stopping by and having a conversation with someone that may be on the street mm-hmm. um, is mm-hmm. sometimes better than actually giving them money. Mm-hmm. Right. They're lonely. They just need attention. They just need to have someone to talk to. Right. So I try to make a difference regardless in what realm it is. If it's money, if it's mm-hmm. just time giving back or putting right. clothes on their back or um, giving back to the veterans families for like, mm-hmm. I give a hundred turkeys for veterans for Thanksgiving every year, Christmas awesome. presents to uh, veterans families that don't need, that needs Christmas presents. So it's just making someone feel special and making someone know that they matter and they are loved. And then hopefully that they can give that back. So 
to answer your question shortly, it's just to take care of others so that they will be able to take, feel like they can pass that on and take care of others. And we just all take care of each other. Mm. That is kind of like my goal. Love that. Love that. Especially as a, you know, black and brown men, man, I think it's important that we talk about these mental health uh, challenges. It's like mental hygiene, right? Yeah. Um, Is there a, word of encouragement or wisdom that you want to give a fellow Marine out there that might be five, 10 years back, maybe where you were uh, from today. Is there a word of encouragement that you want to give them? Uh, never quit or give up. Um, it's going to be hard. It's going to be times where you feel like you can't move or progress. Um, but as long as you don't quit and you tailor some different ways of doing things, you're always going to be able to succeed and get through um, and never lose connection of people that you connected with, right? Mm. If you stay connected with people, it's not what you know, it's who you know. So you're definitely be able to um, grow or have people there for you and you would be there for uh, other people. So Mm. uh, I think that's really big key to take is uh, never quit or give up and then also keep connected with those people that you uh you know from wherever part you're at in life right 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 that's beautiful man i i love this because yeah even though i didn't serve man i'm telling you i i just know i just yeah. Yeah. i i know man and so i i appreciate you yeah it's definitely a brotherhood like yeah especially whatever uniform every everyone has their like competitiveness or whatever like marines to marines and the army right. to army we always joke around with each other but we all serve the armed forces are there for a reason mm. and that's to support each other so that camaraderie and that brotherhood that we have and sisterhood is just mm. it's phenomenal man it's nothing like it awesome Awesome. So I never let our guests promote on the show because it's my job to do that. <laughs> so I want to <laughs> so I want to make sure folks have the opportunity to chat, you know, check in with you, get to know you a little bit. So a couple of ventures that I love that you're working on, car rental service. So those of you who want to have a uh, luxury experience in Marysville, Washington, Todd's team has a rental car business as well as some luxury real estate available as well. So if those of you looking for um, that are military veterans as well, they're looking for uh, VH loans, all those good stuff. This is your guy. We'll put all of his links in the show notes here. Todd, thanks for being on the show, buddy. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Kevin. I appreciate you. Of course.